You are now listening to the Talk My Credo podcast with Dante Credo. I know my parents loved me. Stand behind me, come what may. I know now that I'm ready, yeah. For I finally heard them say, it's a different world. Don't even ask. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy, Dante Credo, here with my brothers from another. Craig Mack is in the building. How you doing, bro? Salute. To the new homeowner. We're proud of you, bro. Congratulations. Uh, Pete Shaw was in the building. What's going on, man? What's up, What's up with you now? Man, everything is all good. This is uh, episode 38. 38 special. Uh, this is uh, the day after Independence Day. How was everybody's fourth? Oh, mom straight. You know, I spent it with the fam. A uh, little barbecue, little hamburger, a little hot dog, fireworks, you know. Nice, nice. I guess I did about the same thing, except for I had a house full of people. I'm talking about my brother, his people, my nephew. Well, that's my son, too. And then my, my four little ones. So they still here now. Nah. So, you know, we, we still 4th of July and up. However, one thing I didn't do because I done got out of that, you know, when you get kids and you get bills and responsibilities, buying all the fireworks, it ain't worth it. Because I realized now I'm like, yo, if I ain't battling nobody, we ain't, we ain't firecracker fighting, there ain't no point. I told my kids, I said, you really want me to just give you $100 and let you burn it up? Because that's exactly what we're about to do <laughs> if we go buy these fireworks. Literally. Let's <laughs> sit for real. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna give you this money, and we're literally gonna burn it up. We're gonna watch it burn. Uh, well, I did the opposite. There was no fun family field event. I sent my kids away, and uh, it's just been me and wifey chilling. And that's what we did. We we chilled, we chilled, and we ate, and we drank. That's what we did. <laughs> that's what we did. Uh, this house is so quiet. It's weird. It's weird, but it was a really good day. I had a really good fourth because I, I did absolutely nothing uh, but what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, that was it, man. So um, <laughs> that theme song has been in my head like all day. So, like, you know what? That, that's what I'm going to bring the podcast in on. Uh, it's a different world. Um, mainly because um uh, I thought that I was going to have to rant about some things. We we, we talked about the Bill Cosby uh, situation last last pot, and um, and there was one particular thing uh, that we also that we also mentioned dealing with this whole cancer culture thing, the Me Too movement, and just the the the, the fake backlash of people being mad that Bill Cosby was released, and I was particularly pissed off at the fact that. Uh, Felicia Rashad came out and she showed her support for Bill Cosby being released and so they basically started a, a campaign against her to um, basically to you know apologize to kind of paint her in this different light oh so you you support sexual predators and, and you don't listen to uh, the voices of sexually abused victims and victims of sexual assault you know all this misconstrued bullshit to the point where she had to you know, backtrack and release all these apologetic statements and this, that, and the third. And sometimes I just get really disappointed in us because it, it wasn't even it wasn't even white folk. Honestly, it was us. It, it was us talking about you know the uh, brothers and sisters of melanated hue that was really coming after her, and I didn't understand it because it's like because she is showing support for someone who honestly 
has not been proven guilty uh, under, under the pretense of the law. He's innocent because it's not so much a guilty to proven innocent. You're innocent to proven guilty. And yes, he was released on a technicality. Um, it still did not prove without a shadow of a doubt that he was uh, being a, he was preying on these women with the intent, you know, that they're calling him a rapist and all this type of stuff. And it just kind of pissed me off or whatever, seeing that, that she, Felicia Rashad had to um, basically do all this backtrack. So what I'm talking about is now, because she, she's a, a, a dean of uh, fine arts or something at Howard University, right? Um, and of course, people was coming after her job, which I thought was bullshit. And so in, in response to this, now she has agreed to undergo sexual assault training at Howard University. And I'm like... Why does she need to go under sexual assault training at Howard University? For what? For what? So she pins this letter, and I'm going to read this letter real quick, and then we'll we'll move on because I know we, we spent a good amount of time on the Bill Cosby thing. But um, so this week, this is Felicia Rashad. Dear students and parents, this week I tweeted a statement that caused so much hurt in so many people both broadly and inside the Howard community. I offer my most sincere apology. I have since removed that upsetting tweet. I am sorry. I intend to earn your trust and forgiveness. My remarks were in no way directed towards survivors of sexual assault. We know that. I vehemently oppose sexual violence. Find no excuse for such behavior, and I know that Howard University has a zero tolerance policy towards interpersonal violence. The most important role I've ever played in my life is that of a mother to my children who have taught me to live a life that nourishes, protects, encourages others. Though they are adults now, I still feel the primal instinct to protect them. This is the same feeling that I hold for Howard University and each of her students. As a dean in this revered and beloved institution, I am committed to this. Over the next few weeks, I plan to engage in active listening and participate in trainings to not only reinforce university protocol and conduct, but also to learn how I can become a stronger ally to sexual assault survivors and everyone who has suffered at the hands of an abuser. Thank you for voicing your concerns, for speaking your truth, and holding leaders accountable for our actions and words. Excellence in truth and service, Felicia Richard, Dean of the College of Fine Arts. Hey, maybe it's just me, but can I backtrack? Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I was under the impression that Bill Cosby was dating these women, they were willingly taking quaaludes while like they knew that they were taking them, right? Is that right or wrong? Yep. That's right. Did all this happen like in the 80s or 70s or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I'm just making sure we're talking about the same thing. Yep. Yeah. And, and in concordance to what the situation is, in concordance to what Felicia Rashad was talking about, she's talking about this specific case dealing with Bill Cosby and his accusers and the case that one, these women were not sexually assaulted. These women were not raped. They were not coerced. They were not in any way should be in the same category of actual sexual assault victims. That's the problem there. Because they came and you know they were partying whatever the case may be they wanted these things and bill cosby just so had them but at, at that time I, I just considered quaaludes the weed of yesterday because that's just what everyone was doing right so everyone back in the day you go to these parties they look for these things so like let's not act like you don't have these groupies and these bras that come in there, they look for these type of things to do. They look for what they look to do a line. They look to take these pills. They look to do this, but they try to paint them in the light that, oh, you have these things and you're using them to sexually uh, all these women. So they come back seeing an opportunity. But as we mentioned before, there's a reason why only one attempted to create a criminal case against him. Um, and even then, her stuff was weak at best. At best, it was weak. But cancel culture, this whole Me Too movement, and let me just again 
because I just like the like the way y'all compute things honestly pisses me off today because no, we are not in any way dismissing the the truths of actual sexual victims. I'm just saying I don't believe these hoes. Just just this is calling for what it is. In this specific case pertaining to these women against Bill Cosby, I don't believe these hoes. Not one bit. So can I can I tell you my opinion? And and I know my opinion is 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 screwed, is is curved. I mine is subjective, right? When I see situations like this, oftentimes we focus on the victim, right? Nothing wrong with that. But I feel like we're only looking at half of the situation. Nobody's paying attention to how vulnerable and how powerful Bill Cosby is. Mm-hmm. I, I know, and I'm not saying that these women are victims. They're not, but I'm not saying that. Right. What I'm saying is they had something to gain either way it go, whether it was consensual, whether it was rape. They were getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. And then they make it seem like Bill Cosby did something to them. They were out on dates with this guy. He had picked them up. It's not like he was forcing himself on them. And let me tell you another thing about quaaludes. You know why people were taking quaaludes in the 70s? Because you had to come down from using cocaine. Uh-huh. That's why you take quaaludes. Yeah. So you be so high with cocaine, you can't sleep, you can't function, so you need something to bring you down. Mm-hmm. That's what quaaludes are for. Yeah. And that's, that's why I just call it the, the, the weed of yesterday, because it was something to mellow you out to something to kind of get you chill, relaxed, that type of thing. But again, they were looking for these things. And it's like, it was, that. that's like, you know, I, I ain't want to get too deep in this. I, you know, I thought it was BS then. I, I fully am 10 toes down in support of Bill Cosby. And now he's, he's on the offensive. You know, he's posting, he's doing everything, he, him and his team, to show that he is innocent. Um, they're trying to say, well, he was released on a technicality. That doesn't mean he's exonerated. It doesn't mean he's not innocent. Uh, but the the thing that really saddens me is the fact that a lot of these things are being spearheaded by black people. And then it, it blows my mind. Just honestly, how brainwashed. Uh, I, I don't want to call us absolutely stupid. You know, I see here, I talk about white folk all the time, but, you know, I, I got to be objective. And I got to be fair. And my brothers and sisters, y'all want some bullshit. That, that's participating in this mess, who bought into this narrative, y'all want some bullshit. We talk about the media all the time and how they manipulate, brainwash, and, and, and create particular narratives and perspectives. Y'all bought fully into it. Read the entire deposition. When you read the deposition, he never admitted to anything. He was like, this is what we did. Um... You know, they're trying to spin a narrative. Oh, he raped him. He raped, he admitted to raping him. He admitted to assaulting. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just described what was going on back in that day and what people were doing. And and it's it's just it's crazy. When I was in college, I went to I guess you call like a a feminist seminar, uh-huh. and one of the speakers, and like this was a heated back and forth debate. You could say males against females. You could say that if you want to. And her point was any form of penetration from a male to a female, in her in her opinion, was a form of rape. Mm-hmm. Whether it's consensual, whether she's uh, objectified or whatever. And then she went into like specifics, right? Mm-hmm. So and you, have, I, you have to understand, I'm a male. I don't know it from the female perspective. But this right. is what she was kind of explaining to me. She said, oftentimes when females go on dates and a dude pushes up on them, oftentimes they don't want to have sex, but they'll have sex for different reasons, not for consensuality. They'll have sex because they don't want you to get mad or disappointed. Uh, They don't want you to leave the relationship. They don't want you to get violent. Uh, So apparently all of these things are happening with females and then, like the next day, they feel bad about it, and then they then they come forth and say, "Oh, I was raped." And then the dude is like, "What are you talking about? 
we had sex. And they're like, no, you wanted to have sex. I said no, but you kept going. And it's like, that's the scenario that seems to play out. Or the understanding um, how it plays out. And I I understand that. I don't think that there's, that's more often than not, though. I, I think... Uh, now, that's not to say that it doesn't happen. In which, again, let me make my stance clear. Um, th- this is not a I believe men or I believe women type of thing. It's just when it comes to these type of allegations, you got to believe the facts. Like, g- give me the facts. Like, because you you can't have a blanket judgment or a blanket decision over something as sensitive as these things. Because it's especially as black people, because, you know, you look at the cases like Emmett Till, where all it took was a teary-eyed white woman. Look at the case of the Tulsa massacre, where all it took was a teary-eyed white woman. And and look at all these different athletes and college athletes who lost their chance, like um, uh, the Banks guy who was in, who was jailed for 16 years because a chick acute, falsely accused him of rape. Like, oh, this they let him out, yeah. Yeah, so like, and this and she admitted it over a Facebook message, like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry." Sixteen years later, you know, she's like, oh, "I'm sorry, but I lost sixteen years of my life," you know, and like th- this stuff is it, a case. I, I I look at it as a case by case basis. So like, and, and these things happen to where people, you know, whether they have sex and then they regret it later. Now that's not to dismiss your regret. But to take it to a level to say, oh, I was raped, even though, you know, in your case, Craig, I agree. If if she says no and you push on anyway, then I will listen to that case. I, I, I will give you an ear to that, because if you said no and just and express your whatever the case may be, the, the caution, the apprehension or your. um disproval or just you, you don't want to do it if you express that in some way then that's every right you have every right to come in and, and even present that case uh to even to, to at least at the very very least have that discussion um but you know people also play these games to where they 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 go crazy whatever the case may be there is an other side to it so that's why i never want to put for something as sensitive as this something that can something that potentially destroy lives, whether it's the actual sexual assault victim or who's being accused of sexual assault, regardless of the motivation. So like if it actually happened, then you know, their life is just that that's just something you can't just get over. Uh, Cause that's something that's always going to stay with you. But out of own your own selfish needs, you accuse someone and then their life is destroyed off a of false accusation. Their life is just, as destroyed as if the one that's legitimately been sexually assaulted. All right, I got a scenario for you. All right. This was about, I want to say 2016, but my years could be off a little bit. There's a high school, I believe in in Ohio, where the football players threw a house party, right? And a female, uh, let's say she's like 13, 14, maybe 15. She goes to the party. They got alcohol. She gets obliterated drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the guys take advantage of her, right? And they all take turns raping her. At this point, this is right. She's not. She's unable to consent, right? So, in their youth and inexperience, they take pictures and videos, right? And a few mm-hmm. days later, they post it on Facebook and Instagram or whatever, right? So, she doesn't cry rape until is posted and she's embarrassed, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't even recall it. Right. So what the feminist side is saying, just because she doesn't recall it, doesn't mean it didn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not justifying what they did. I'm not saying what they did was right. What I'm saying is, no matter what you do, any leeway we give a person when it comes to the category of rape is an automatic verdict. Mm-hmm. Again, if the if the the feminist 
thought process is any penetration is rape, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they whether they verbally consent, physically consent, like how do you really know a woman is consenting? You have to assume. And and I and I know that sounds mm-hmm. funny. It's like, well, you know when a woman wants to have sex with you, right? But how many uh-huh. times as boyfriends or wives or with our wives or girlfriends, we push up on them and they say, oh, not tonight, baby. And what we do, oh, come on, baby. I, I'll be quick. Just let me put the head in, you know? And I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to bed. And we keep pushing it. We keep pushing it and keep pushing it, right? Eventually, they right. give in, right? Mm-hmm. Is it right? According to feminists, yeah. Because as you said. If so, there's been a, a an express uh, an, an expression of um any type of refusal, yeah, any type of refusal or disapproval will be considered that, yeah. Yes, that that's what I'm looking for. Um, then by by that standard, yes, th- that that is sexual assault. See, and 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 I like how you know um the references going back and forth from where we were in college. Um, I I addressed that last time. But one thing, I don't know if I told y'all this story, but I, I was in a similar position in college where three girls pulled up on me. Mm-hmm. No, stop. Nah, whatever, whatever, man. Y'all chill out, man. Get off my neck, man. Why, why your boobies out? You know what I mean? Like that, that, Dang, you know what I mean? I, I talked to somebody, hey, what you doing? And then I gave in, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you were smiling at that. Oh, yeah, you winning. But later on, I had to think if it was a girl, if I was a girl, those are three guys. How would they be looked at? You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, that would be a whole different ball game, a whole different story. And we can't even call it no racial thing because one was Hispanic, one one was black, and one was Asian. So <laughs> we can't say it was a race thing because it you know it wasn't like that. But it's the whole point of men don't get their recognition. People like people laugh at that story I just told. Really, boy. Well, you just got it in. No, no. Because I was really like, yo, no, chill out. I'm good. And it was what it was. That's college, that was college days. You, we weren't thinking like that then. We it's one of them times where you weren't thinking up on your toes. But I remember the names because I don't forget faces or names like that. Well, you know, they However. Did, they did Terry Crews like that. See? Yeah. You know, he got yeah, yeah. assaulted by some dude. Yeah. By, 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 by a producer guy. I think he wrote up on his stuff. You know, which, which is, again, in this specific case, Nah, fuck some Terry Crews. I think Terry Crews is on some bullshit. But, but, because I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I think Terry Crews will a little bit on some bullshit. Uh, I, and I, I'm looking at this as far as motivations. And the timing, uh, you know, I'm looking at the timing. Now, I'm not saying that, that you know, from the very beginning, from the very moment, you know, whatever time frame it is for you, where you feel like it's okay for you to finally come out, you know, I, I totally get that. That's totally up to you, your prerogative, your strength, trauma, how you deal with it, this, that, and the third. I just think Terry Crews was on some bullshit. Um, just like I think these women were on some bullshit. Um, so speaking of that, there is a like we get outraged over the stupidest shit. So there is a another particular moment uh that happened this week that I just kind of shook my head at. Because we are upset now that we have to appear adhere to dress codes now. So I'm gonna share my screen and I'm gonna show y'all this this little this little thing here. Um, <laughs> uh, I love my people. God knows I do. But sometimes, like being held accountable to things, is just something that we just don't like to do. We don't like to do it at all. So this is of. Uh, are y'all familiar with the the famous uh, restaurant out west called the uh, Turkey Leg Hut? Yeah. So, Turkey Leg Hut basically showed announced that they're having to um, to enforce a dress code, right? Mainly because it's a restaurant and people are coming in dressed in any type of way. So it's a family restaurant, but people are coming in, you know ass out, titties out, little to no clothing on, um, and all this type of stuff. And so they had to issue a, a dress a dress code. So this is what they they put as the dress code. No excessively revealing clothing, 
That's including distress or ripped clothing that is revealing. Shorts must cover your entire bottom. No house attire. That includes wave caps, do-rags, house shoes, or shower caps. No exposed undergarments. That includes sports bras, bras, panties, or any garments resilient these items. No obscene language or baggy clothing. No inappropriate graphic or language on clothing. Um, no swimwear of any kind is allowed. And so this is what they put on their Instagram. So like new dress code policy. Please know that we are a family-friendly restaurant that serves all ages from children to adults daily. And putting this dress code in place was necessary to ensure that all parties from our guests to our staffs are dressed appropriately with, when in our establishment. Unfortunately, due to the attire of some guests, we were forced to put this new policy in place as we remain committed to ensuring all guests are comfortable while visiting us. We are not a club. We are a family-friendly restaurant and will continue to maintain our standards as we welcome everyone to the Turkey Leg Hut. We appreciate your cooperation and look forward to having you visit us. So, of course, black people are not liking this. So they, they're, they're coming with all these complaints and stuff about basically dress like dress like something no we're not saying that you got to get into your five or your three-piece suit top hat and cane when you walk into uh a turkey leg hut but be fucking appropriate and and we're mad about this like the 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 opinions about this coming from us have been nothing but straight toxic i just have to say it. i'm i'm disappointed in us because the the response to this it's just ridiculous. Like it, it's that same, it falls into that same notion. Y'all remember earlier this year, the guy out in Texas, uh, there was a clip that was going viral where he was, um, he had to fuss at some women. He, he, he ran a restaurant and he had to fuss at some women because they were twerking on his tables and twerking up against his walls. Uh, and so he was like, yo, chill out. Like th this is, like you, you don't do that here. This is not the club type thing. Um black people got mad at that. They was like, Well, how dare he? You know, you don't tell a woman how to how to control and tell a woman what to do and blah 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 blah. Um and it's it's is that like we have this thing to where yeah, we understand the situation that we've be been put in, but we also think that now makes us immune to being held accountable of how we behave and how we present ourselves in public spaces. And I don't understand where this entitlement comes from. Well, let me be honest with you. It's pretty counterproductive on mm -hmm. our part. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't even, I don't even understand what the problem is. Like, why are we even arguing about a dress code? You should be dressing appropriately. Anyway, I, I, maybe it's just me. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Especially when we come through it like, and this is no way of trying to, because of course I'm seeing a lot of women that's, that's, you know, um, disagreeing with, with this dress code policy and all this type of stuff, because they're also going against like recently Monique was, was like, Hey, you know, and she tried to put this in the nicest way, most respectful way possible. Like, Hey, let's just stop walking around with, you know, our, our bed bonnets and caps on. Uh, in our house clothes and stuff while we're out. Let's present ourselves in a better light and just kind of show a, a bit more respect for ourselves, dressing appropriately when we're out in public spaces. Black women and people started dragging her on, on that. And I'm like, but aren't y'all the ones that tell men that you are the table? So <laughs> I'm like, like I, if, I, if I look at that, I won't see the table. I, I don't I don't see a table there. And if I do, it's one of them Fisher Price's tables. Like, so I, I just I don't know. But you know, of course, this is misogynistic stuff here. So, you know, I'm sounding real misogynistic. But the truth is the truth. Like the, the truth is the truth. What what happened to holding ourselves to a standard? Like that that's the main difference I see as far as the people that we look up to. You know, as far as the Malcolms and the Martins and, and the people of that time and and now, like we don't hold ourselves to any particular standard, but then it's like, don't hold me accountable to things or uh, we bought so much into this this victimhood thing 
that we think that no one can criticize or hold us to or hold us accountable to ourselves, how we present ourselves, how we represent ourselves, because now you're oppressing me. And I, I just I just find it bullshit on our part. I find it bullshit. Um so that they're they're coming in to this whole narrative. So now they kind of started doing that whole um mob rule thing where they go and they trying to leave negative reviews on Turkey Leg Hut. Uh, for no reason, people who ain't never been there before in their life, but they go and leave negative re reviews, one-star reviews, and all this type of stuff, simply because they said, listen, because y'all coming in here with your ass out, titties out, excessively baggy clothes, or obscene clothes with obscene messaging and things, we're a family-friendly restaurant. Let's start dressing you know, more appropriately as we are a family-friendly restaurant, and, and this is the new policy that we're going to enforce. And then y'all lose y'all fucking shit. So like I don't I mean it's their right to they own it. It's it, I mean I wouldn't want nobody. Have you ever been in a restaurant and seen that? And you're like, yo, man, ain't no way they in here looking like that. You know what I mean? Why are you in here looking like that? Like I got my kids with me and they in here looking like that. Like, come on, man. So it's I don't I don't had to tell some thugs plenty of times. Hey man, you don't mind pulling your pants up? My daughter right here. Mm-hmm. Plenty of times. But it's and again, just like you said, it's meant to, but of course there's a lot more women because a lot of things that were also mentioned dealt with for things that women wear. But it's like, what does that insult you so much that you don't want to be held accountable or be held to a standard? But then y'all the main ones out here talking about some Black Lives Matter. Like, I don't, I don't, like, that's the thing that trips me out. Like, Black Lives Matter, yeah, sure. You know, black women, this black girl magic, this, that, and the third. I rock with it, but then at the same time, y'all ain't exhibiting black girl magic. Y'all not exhibiting, you know, the Black Lives Matter. Not if that's the best representation of us. Nah, you on some bullshit. Get your shit together. Stop playing. Uh, I wanted to touch on the NCAA a little bit. As you know, I don't know if we discussed this or not. You know, they won a, a Supreme Court victory, or the players did. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't remember what all the stipulations were, but it was it moved them more towards players possibly getting paid or like if their likeness is used, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I'm kind of caught in the middle, and I don't know which way I really want to go with it. Because uh, either, either way I go, it seems to be – a damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of yeah. situation. So to, to give some context to what what he's referring to, uh, we did touch on a little bit on the last pot, but basically the the um, there's basically been a a statute passed within the NCAA called the uh, uh, name, image, and likeness that will now allow uh, co collegiate athletes to be compensated for their name, image, and likeness when it comes to merchandise uh, and anything that falls under that category. It also allows them to do things as far as sell their own merch, get uh, higher agents while in college that will, you know, get more opportunities and, you know, uh, fish for more opportunities for them uh, to be compensated and paid for their name, image, and likeness. Uh, it also allows them to, you know, do just... Just anything that can make them money, they're, they're opening it up right now. Um, and it actually was put into place um, a few days ago. Um, and so that that's basically what Craig is talking about. So what do you see as the pros and cons to, to that being put in place now? I don't know. I, I guess if I was a young man, I would say, yeah, they need to make all the money they can. So if they don't get paid, you know, they're not they're student athletes. They deserve. They're making the the college millions and millions and billions of dollars. They deserve part of the profit. And that's what I would okay. say if I was a young man. Yeah. But as an older man, I understand how business works a little bit more, right? The mechanics of it. Mm -hmm. And even though they are the product, they're not the owners. Mm. Is that fair? They are, okay. They're the product. There's no question about it. They are the product. But it's not like one of those situations where 
if the steel mill, if the workers don't make the steel, the steel mill shuts down, right? Mm -hmm. This is right. one of those situations. They don't really have any leverage over the NCAA because their only leverage is to boycott, right? If you don't pay us, then we won't play. Mm -hmm. And even though it may hurt the college financially, they can easily cut every player on the roster and put other players on the roster, you know, because they're and not they employees. Play. Yeah. They're not owners. What? They're not employees. So to like, and then obviously if we're bringing money into the game, we're really getting away from the idea of, of playing for the, the level love of the game. Because yeah. at some point it's going to be about money. All right, well, let me let me speak on that, Craig, because um, we talked about it last time um, when you when you were away, and I was talking about how you know I got I got paid for being on some of the games, but they fixed the problem, and that's when I was saying I y'all all remember because we all played sport games when they had your location, where you was from, it looked like you, your height, your position, those was all on the games. So when they talked about it the first time back in. 2005, 2006, 2007, and These were things they was already putting in place, and that's why they started cutting checks for people who were on the games. But they fixed it. After that, they went a whole, whole nother direction. Craig Mack playing tight end, 6'2", um, 230. Uh, now, instead of it being a black guy, it's a white guy. And instead of he being Craig Mack, he Mack Craig. Yep. <laughs> so they switched it all around to the point that you couldn't complain because it didn't look like you, it wasn't your name, but yeah, it got my similarities, but it's not you. And they fixed that problem. So now to say, hey, well, they gotta get paid. I think that's a whole social media thing to where Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is getting involved because if you got a name in a local, and if you're a local celebrity and you got a name, then people would wanna pay for you to come to Basketball games. Hey, show back up. I know you're a freshman in college. Can you show back up to the basketball game? People would love to come hear you speak. Can you come speak at this um, this basketball rally or this football rally? Or, you know what I mean? Can you come speak? They would come just to hear you speak because they see your potential. Can you see? Imagine, you know, Chris Paul um, at Wake Forest when he was at Wake Forest and he came back and, and went and spoke at a high school in Winston-Salem. Or imagine, doggone. Any any anybody that graduated that went to another level, whether it was in college or another level, and got accolade, like even B B Spikes, Manio, um, TP, if they all come back, imagine them when they was in college because they did their things in college at Clemson, Travis Padgett, mm -hmm. West Carolina, Manio Mitchell, Florida. You know what I'm saying? So they coming back to Chris High School to speak. People are coming back to Chris High School when I was there on the sideline when they honored their jerseys. You know how many people was there just to see that? Let me ask a question. Are they coming back to speak? Or are they coming back to speak because they're getting paid to do so? Which one is it? No, they wasn't they wasn't getting paid. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But 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 if they are, you know what I mean? But I'm looking at it, that was the love of the game. But that was our era. That was back then. Now social media got it to where, yo, if you show up here, I can pay you. But they are do, they are taking those offers now under the table because they like no I get in trouble for it. But now that you open up those doors for them to get paid, you can see a whole lot more events involving college kids. Doggone, some of them will involve involve high school kids because they know they're going to college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I think at the, I think at the end of the day, the problem is college football belongs to the NCAA. That's who it belongs yeah. to. Everybody else, you're just allowed to play in there. So it, it's, it's going to get to a point where it's not going to be about football. It's going to be about independency to make profit. That's that's what it's going to become at some point. I, I just, the way I see it, like I, I see it from both standpoints. But I think the, the big difference is why I do side more with the player or the product is the fact that there's so much money that's being paid from exploiting these players and these entities. Because 
and I think, and I said it uh, the last time, the only reason I believe this move was made now because now there are viable alternatives to playing collegiate sports, especially basketball uh, in this sense because you can go overseas. The the NBA has the G League to where they take people straight out of, out of high school and you can go there, play for a year or two, and then, then you can enter the NBA draft. So it, I, I think in those particular moments, in like football, there's other places you can go to um, that you can start getting paid immediately. And so, and then as far as a lot of the uh, big prospects that would normally go to your your Dukes, your Carolinas, and your other big-time uh, NCAA programs, they now were going to HBCUs. Uh, and they were starting to make these other moves. Was like, okay, well, if y'all going to pour all these money to these programs, we're going to go to a place to where you're going to pour this money into programs that actually will help us. So instead of pouring those millions and millions of dollars into Duke, you want to pour those millions and millions of dollars into Howard, into you know, the, into a an HBCU. Um, so these particular moves were made, and I think that's what kind of pried the door open because as you mentioned at this point the NCAA they had they had all the leverage we don't we have no reason to open in this thing up to y'all because uh until y'all show us a viable uh thing uh, or answer to how are you going to get to the pros if you got to go through us for the most part you know you you have your people that kind of finds that loophole but for the most part the overwhelming majority you got to go through us uh, but people started exploring those alternative measures more often than not. And I think they, they kind of persuaded them into making this type of decision. So I'm interested in seeing how it, how it plays out, um, how it stands, if it stands, but for the most part, for the most part, I'm, I'm with it. I, I, I fuck with it. I like the decision and um, I, I just, I just think it's, it's time to, you know, it's time change. People change. Things need to change, and I think that's just a fundamental problem, especially when you're dealing with uh, issues of the black community and stuff like that. You want things to stay as they were because they're they're working for a particular uh, piece, a portion of people. Like sometimes it, it's something you just things just have to change, and change is not a bad thing all the time. Is is you know, that's just the 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 freedom and the liberty we have with ideas. You know, some ideas we can explore, some ideas are good, some ideas are bad, but it's just we have the freedom to explore these ideas. And, um, well, and so I, I, I disagree. I don't I don't think it's a good idea. I, I mm -hmm. definitely think it's a slippery slope. It is. I agree. I definitely agree it's a slippery slope, but I, I, I support the attempt of trying because you know, with just with the amount of money that's made on kids who, you know, come through these sports, these sports programs, and then they make them all this money without something. And I was like, just giving them the ability to make and, and get something because to get zero, to get nothing. And knowing that it's my presence here, my talent, my work, my blood, sweat, and tears that's made you millions, and I get nothing, then like I, I commend the attempt of trying. All right, let me give you let me give you a scenario, right? All right, let's say you're a producer, right? You're producing your music producer. It's your music producer. Mm -hmm. You pick up a young cat. He's a rapper, right? Mm -hmm. Now this young cat, he got no money. All he got is bars. Right, mm -hmm. you give him this contract. This the deal. I'm gonna put my money up front. I'm mm -hmm. gonna get the bigger portion. You're the rapper. You make yours on the back end, right? Mm -hmm. He does his thing. He blows up. But now he got a problem with you. His problem is, hey, I'm blown up. I'm making all this money, but you're getting the bigger piece of the of the pot. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to explain to this young cat, look, that's the deal we made because I'm the one that took the risk to bring you in, right? Because mm -hmm. you could have flopped. You could have mm -hmm. flopped. I would have been out money. So you made the deal. 
Mm -hmm. This is how I see the NCAA, right? So the football program itself is what makes money, but it's the player's ability that, that calculates how much money, right? Because mm -hmm. we're not talking about all football programs. We're really talking about, let's say, for shits and giggles, the top 50 programs in the United States, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the little programs aren't making money like that. They they share in the profits. Right. But Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Cal, you know, these, these places make millions of dollars because they win games and they bring in a lot of people. Right? Right. And I understand this concept. We want we're the players, we deserve some of this money that we are generating. True. The problem mm -hmm. is that ain't what they signed up for. That ain't what the school offered them when they came to play football. What they offered them was an education and an opportunity to play football. They took the deal. They took what was on the table because there's really nothing to negotiate. There's nothing you can tell a college scout about what you want and what you don't want. This is what we offered. Do you want it? Yes or no? I'll take the deal. Now, they made the deal. They went to a, a bowl game. They went to a national championship, and all of a sudden, they can see the money coming in, right? Now they got a problem with the NCAA. That's kind of how I see it. You took the deal. When you were a freshman and you just wanted to go to school and play ball, it was no problem. But now you're a junior. Now you're a senior. Now you understand how money Smelling yourself a little bit. Yeah. Huh? Well, this, this is my, my rebuttal to that. Because I, I disagree a little bit there because I, they aren't, you know, these programs, when it comes to these top sports pro prospects, they're not offering these kids no education. They're like, we want you here for one year. Bring, bring that, that prestige, bring winning to our, uh, to our program. And then, then you can move on to the pros. Cause we know that's what you're going to do anyway. Like you're talking uh, more about basketball, right? No, I'm talking about sports. Period. Okay. It's, it's, I, I'm I'm mainly football and basketball. We'll we'll keep it though. We'll keep it those two because okay. we know that, that happens the most, right? You know, so it's not so much of hey, we want to offer you this education. It's like, well, we want you to play football for us, and it's I, I think it's inverted where you're like, hey, we want to offer you education with the opportunity to play football. Like, no, we want you to play football with the opportunity to get an education. Okay. Um. And the main reason we want you to come to this college is not for education. We want you to come to this college to play football or to play basketball. And th that's, that's the only part I disagree with you on because uh, the, the producer analogy that happens all the time. Right. All the time. And even to the point to where the person blows up, and then, and then they get the feeling themselves like, hey, I blow up now, so I should get more money. Like more recently, Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion just recently went through this exact scenario where people invested in her, people poured money into her to get music, to promotion, all the things you would do to, to help a new artist. She blows up, and now she feels like she needs more money. And the people's like, well, no, just honor the contract. When the contract is up, then you can renegotiate and get whatever you want, but this is the contract we signed. And it that just is what it is. So which I agree with that. I agree mm -hmm. because if it wasn't for the institution that that gave you the platform to be successful, you wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be here. So I agree with that completely. But I I think how I would word that analogy is if I see you, 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 you and a rapper off the street, dope as fuck. I bring you in. I, I tell you that you know, hey, I, I want you to. You know, I believe you the next big thing. Making you can blow up. Come in. You know, I, I'm gonna facilitate everything. All you need to do is come in and rap. Just, I'm gonna set up the shows. Everything. You come, you come to this place and rap. Go to that place and rap. Come to this studio and rap. Do this, do that, do this, do that. All the while, I'm making money off of you. Now, not to say rightfully so, you know, if, if I put in on you, then yeah, I should recoup uh, my investment. 
but I have no I have no intention of ever paying you. Just <laughs> just rap, 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 rap. Give me your talent. Rap, 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 rap. Now you blowing up. Now you blowing up, and you may have the opportunity later on if someone decides to inquire about you about signing you. They'll be like, "Oh, you really didn't have a contract like that after all. You were just, you know, going through uh, on this person and and just giving him your talent like that, you know." And more often than not, unless you are an elite talent, then no one's coming to select you or to sign you to any particular label. You know what I'm saying? Like th- that's how I see it. It's like, okay, I'm giving you a platform. To show off your to show off your talent and to be recognized and stuff, but I'm the only one that's benefiting from it, really. Like outside of you being put in front of people. Um, but I just think that's that's just where I disagree. But I, I I'm I totally understand that it's it's a slippery slope. Like, and I I can definitely see where things where there's loopholes, because you know that's just what we do. We find loopholes to things, we find a a a, a crack in the armor. That we can exploit, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some exploitation that someone's going to exploit and make a shit ton of money, and then they're going to be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That that's money that's supposed to be coming to the NCAA. That's supposed to be money that's supposed to come to us, or whatever the case may be." And then they're going to have to uh, revamp some things. So uh, I'm just interested in seeing how it plays out. But I just think for something, allowing them to get something like I I, I see the loophole coming in with the ability to hire agents. Like, I, I I think, um, I don't know. I, I I just think at that point, I think there has to be some sort of stipulation as far as the type of agent. Is it only a sports agent? Because who like I I don't know. I, I I see I see some potential things that can be exploited, but you know I'm sure there's smarter people than me that can kind of foresee those things. But I'm interested in seeing how it plays out, man. I don't I don't know, man. I I just kind of feel like. We're really talking about what 100, 200 players that are going to be actually highly promotable, right? Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is kind of in the middle. Yep. And then, of course, you got, you know, your third and fourth string guys that just want to play ball or whatever. And then we're going to, we're going to super highlight these 100, 200 prospects and uh-huh. give them opportunities to make money. Yep. This is how I see it. Um, I see it as, you know, I, I worked um, a lot of 1099 jobs as far as like, especially in sales. So I, I, I did insurance uh, and among some other stuff. I see it happening there to where there's going to be only a small percentage that actually really have the opportunity to make money. You know, the opportunities are there, but there's only going to be a small percentage of people that actually uh, are able to benefit from this. Uh, and and so that that's why I kind of see, um, I I kind of see where that may provide some balance, but then at the same time I also see where things may still be perceived as unfair type of thing. So let me like, ask, let me ask this question: Is it more mm-hmm. like, like let's say you're a football player, can you sell your own jersey? Is it one of those things? Can you do that? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I think you should get a percentage if you enjoy his sale, though. Yeah. I've always felt that way. Okay, but then that, that's that's profit. That's profit sharing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, can you manufacture and produce your own jersey and make profit? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Talking one, in college, right? In college, correct? Huh? You're talking college, yeah, right? We're talking college. All right, because I know that I think if it's going to be like that, I, if they want to purchase it, that they want to have somebody to make those things, and it's and it don't say, you know, college NCAA on it, but it says eighty five Maddox on it. Yeah, if you paying for it, but and then you you doing the supply and demand. Of it. If you doing the work for it and people want to buy it, okay, yep. they have it. I, I I can see that as a possibility, right? That's fair. Yeah. But like yeah. a part of the NCAA selling your jersey. That they produce, manufacture, and sell in their stores, they're not, they're not gonna let any players get a hold of that money. This is how I I, I kind of see it. Um, of course, we mentioned like as soon as they made this ruling, like people already started launching their own merch lines, so they started creating their own T-shirts. I'm assuming they will create their own jersey, 
but I do think at least this is my idea. So I think of companies like uh, WWE, right? So these wrestlers come, they have, you know, all of them have their own particular specialized shirt and, and, and merchandise and stuff that they sell is being sold through WWE. But like Philip said, they get a, a percentage of it. Right. So I'm assuming maybe they'll have a similar similar model. If it's an official NCAA jersey or uniform or, you know, or whatever the case may be, if it's a if it's officially from them, then it'll be sold through them and they'll get a percentage of those sales. But that, that's my assumption there. But as far as also what Philip said, you know, hey, I can create a jersey. You know, it has no NCAA insignia or any type of signage on there. It can just be me. Um, you know, I, and you know how everyone, especially online, everyone has their own um, group names or whatever. So it's like, you know, you know, hey, if you want to be a part of the Maddox crew, you know, all my Maddox crew people, you know, all, all, all my P-Shaw members, the P-Shaw army, you know, type of thing, you know, so I can create my own group. And or own name or whatever. My own nothing can do anybody doing nothing about it because that's how it is at the flea market. Right. And you can't do anything about it. Think about so, it, Craig. Win it, win it all for Philip Shaw. I didn't get a dollar for none of them t-shirts. <laughs> but the whole team, the whole team had it on. Uh-huh. These fat and this high school now. What the coach say? Y'all don't have these t-shirts on on Friday. You ain't playing in the game. Doggone you, coach. You could have gave me a dollar. <laughs> Yep. I don't know, man. I, I definitely think it's a descending line with a with the lack of viscosity. Uh, in yeah, other words, I, a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a slippery slope. Um, yeah. So, um, that's that's just that's just it, man. Like I, I just, um, I don't know. I'm I'm just interested in seeing how that plays out. We'll talk but, more about this. Yeah, because we you know we just have to see because it just it just literally you know been in effect maybe a few days maybe like two or three days two three four days. Um, yeah, I, I hate to run, fellas. My hands over here bleeding. Lord, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna take care of it. All right, please do. I, I don't like. I, I don't. I don't need you look like this. You know you are. You know you you doing a permanent website thing because you yeah you you missing fingers and stuff. Man, go go take care of it. All right, folks, so, I'll take it easy. All right, bro. All right, love you, boy. <laughs> so, in context there, but before we started, Craig tells us that, you know, he's out grilling out uh, today. You know, some fam and friends came over, and he's grilling out. And then uh, while he's grilling out, there was a particular glass bowl that one of the dogs kind of knocked over. Uh, and as he reaches down, to pick up this glass bowl, he cuts his fingers pretty bad. And he's like, they're, they're, they're just moving into the house they're in now and they don't have any first aid type stuff. So he literally um, tissue and duct taped his fingers together to kind of stop the bleeding. So y'all keep Craig uh, in, in your prayers and hope that he's able to, to keep his uh, middle and ring finger. <laughs> so got them joints taped together. Oh man, but that that reminds me of when I tried to uh, literally be like Jesus and impale my hand, so about a month ago. But um, I, I had some actual products. So, but that's 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 it, man. So I mean, I, I really have nothing else, I guess, to really talk about. So we can go ahead and kind of drop this off here. Um, it's just a different world, y'all. And where we come from. Where we come from. <laughs> I know my parents love me. Stay behind me, come what may. <laughs> I know that I'm ready because I finally heard them say it's a different world. A different world. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> now, here's our chance to make it. If we focus mm-hmm. on our goal, yeah. you can dish it. We can take it. Just remember mm-hmm. you've been told. It's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now it's a different world. I look, man. Y'all, I appreciate y'all. It's another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. Uh, it's your boy Dante Credo here with my brothers from another Craig Mack, who has uh, hopefully he doesn't need surgery on his fingers. 
Peace, y'all. Always love you, bro. And uh, until next time, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. And see, look, I'm, I'm using your I'm using your stuff right now. And you ain't getting paid for it. <laughs> Go ahead and patent that. Go ahead and get your patent and stuff yeah. in. Uh, so you know yeah. when we finally blow up, he's gonna be saying, "Stay fly, stay blessed." So they gonna be saying it. Go ahead and get your merch and stuff put together, like like for real. Go get your merch and stuff together, and uh, <laughs> oh man! But until next time, man, y'all y'all keep it keep it moving forward. Stay progressive. I love my people, but we 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 were on some bullshit this week. Uh, I stand with Bill Cosby. I stand with Felicia Rashad. I stand with Turkey Leg Hut. Um, and I stand with, with common sense and some decency. Like we can't say our life matters and, and and don't hold ourselves to a particular standard as if it actually matters. All right, come on, y'all. Anyway, I'm, I'm done preaching. Peace out. All that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah.